are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm loving this right now. Oh, here we go. Haslam pointing the finger may have made contact. Rebound. And now here's the words between Haslam. And there's the point. May have been contact. Yeah. Yep. He's Tossed. gone. They, they ejected him. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast, and I'm joined, as always, on Fridays by the host of Locked On Nuggets, Adam Mares. Adam, what you got for me? I got a Nuggets win. I've got some games that came down to the wire. I've got questionable officiating that helps the Lakers. I got a little <laughs> bit of everything here today. Let's go. Let's get this started. Bunch of games on the slate. We're going to get to all of them at some in some f- f- form or fashion. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. All right, let's start off with Clippers Hornets. This game mm. was Back and forth, there was a bunch of stakes on either side, and then the Clippers just kind of took over in the third quarter and went on this this little run and didn't even look back at all. The the Charlotte offense is so like predicated on these Lamelo floaters, like these running floaters. He does everything on the run, and it's just it's wild to watch Lamelo and just see how different he is than a player like Jokic or somebody like that. <laughs> well, uh, it's just great to see him in the NBA. For starters, yeah, I mean, he is just such a unique guy. I think with Charlotte, they've lost four or five, and their offense down the stretch, just 13 points in the fourth quarter. And it really was, you think about some of their, like, go-to guys and some of their, like, versatile wings that can put pressure. Obviously, uh, you know, Gordon Hayward, but also Miles Bridges being out in, in health and safety protocols. I just think when it gets the game gets bogged down, when you can't get up and down the court, Charlotte kind of falls apart, and that's been their their problem over these last few games. Closing out games in the clutch, I just don't think they can do it in the half court. And what sucks is Charlotte is one of many teams that is very interesting, couldn't make a playoffs, couldn't make it interesting, but they're going to be getting guys back right as the play-in begins. And they're just going to have to jump into guys that have been on the shelf for a while straight into do or die, better win this game. It's It's wild. Yeah, they could have uh, they could have moved up at some point. They were tied with Indiana, still are tied with Indiana for 8-9. And so that matchup, mm. that that whole couplet there is going to be really, really interesting. On the Clippers' side, they get a win, and they move a little bit closer to uh, to second, and then we'll get to later how that is that sort of went uh, away real quick with just one foul. They were, they were all going to be mm. real close to second, and now they're not. But Clippers get another win, pull a little bit ahead of Denver, and uh, stay ahead of them. Are you oh, hold on. We got it. This is the biggest story, though, for the Clippers. They are a half a game ahead of, you know, of Denver, as you mentioned, but uh, or, or one game ahead. Denver has the tiebreaker if they, if they end up even. But do they want it? Because there is a chance now a little bit later. We're going to talk about, you know, the Portland loss, but there's a little bit better of a chance that the Lakers sneak into the sixth seed and the Clippers. It was funny because after the game, Ty Lue talked about, hey, maybe we're going to give some uh, some rest to the key guys as they take on Houston, <laughs> by the way, which you might not even be able to tank against Houston, yeah. but they might try. And this is what's so interesting is you have a very good team in the Clippers who might be actively trying to lose their final two games if they were if if. They want to try to avoid the Lakers. It's it, it's going to be fascinating. And in doing so, they might get the Mavericks, who took them to six games last year yeah. and without Porzingis for most of it. So, And I don't know if they want to play Luka again in the first round. So, yeah, Clippers and Charlotte. Clippers get the win there. Moving on to Milwaukee, Indiana. Milwaukee gets a big um, a big victory in the sense that they scored 142 points. I think the big story out of this one, though, stats aside, standings aside, all this, 
There's this photo going around of Giannis absolutely flexing <laughs> and just screaming, and his caption is, I almost pooped. <laughs> it's just an incredible <laughs> caption from just one of the most relatable stars in the NBA going. That's pretty hilarious, man. Um, he he was funny tonight. Six dunks. The, the battle of, of points in the paint tonight was pretty funny. A 78 to 50 edge for the Milwaukee Bucks tonight in points in the paint. Uh, just Jeez. absolutely dominant. And yeah, Giannis, 40 points, 15 rebounds, six assists, and all of those dunks. Um, you know, this was I feel bad for for uh the Pacers. They actually shot the ball really well. They played a really competitive game. They just didn't have anybody. They had 10 healthy bodies. They lose Sabonis in this one. Uh TJ McConnell hurt his thumb, had to go back in the game with it bandaged up. I mean, this and he is, was their only ball handler, like <laughs> yeah, on the whole team. They're like limping to the finish line of this season. I don't I almost wonder if the Pacers even want this play in. They, they might. They, this is like the season for hell from them. Uh, yeah, this coaching staff and the players. I don't know if they're if they want to keep playing or working oh, together. That's kind of like a, I'm, I'm okay to put in my two weeks on this. Uh, yeah, was, so they're, they're still. It tied was the eight, Holiday nine. Bowl though, by the way. Drew Holiday and and, and Justin Holiday tonight, oh, yeah. and um, so it's always kind of fun. Justin Holiday wins the battle. Loses the war. 26 points from him, um, just 20 from from Drew Holiday. But here's the fun thing. Again, we keep talking about the going forward with these two teams. Milwaukee versus Miami on Saturday. Mm. How fun is that? These games, they just keep coming, man. Every every single night, there's another big game right it's now. It's almost like this play-in tournament was a great idea. It's almost like it was. Like a perfect idea. How did we not think of this before? Uh I, I think for many years, I think people have suggested a tournament. But Milwaukee is now just one game back from the Brooklyn Nets. So that game, that now all of a sudden that race is a little bit interesting. And so you're, yeah. we're looking at that one down the stretch here. And then, like I mentioned, uh, Charlotte and the Hornets are still tied. Same exact record after tonight. San Antonio and the New York Knicks. The Knicks get the win. Uh, just a little bit of eked out a win there over the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs are just in 10th. That's like the one team that is just in 10th. Yeah. There's not really anything that can happen to them upwards or downwards wise. And then with the Knicks, they're tied with Miami for fifth and sixth. And they're a half game back. Um, what are they? A half game back from fourth. Like they're just right in there. That four, five, mm-hmm. six in the East with Atlanta, Miami, and then the Knicks is just so. Could anything could happen in the next couple of days? Yeah, and the Knicks have Charlotte coming up. I mean, I, I think that's probably a comfortable Knicks win. Although Charlotte, like we just said, was was um, you know is is pretty desperate. And yeah, this Knicks team is one of the best stories. We're going to talk about this a little bit later in the show, but they're one Ooh. of the best stories. A uh, little tease. Uh, they're one of the best stories. And tonight they got thirty points off of the bench from uh, Alec Burke. So big thirty and ten game from him goes five of ten from the three point line. So many resurgences with this Knicks team, right? Like Nerlens Noel is just blocking guys every night. Alec yeah. Burke is like this clutch god with the Knicks all of a sudden. Uh, Alfred Payton, like, kind of, I guess. Yeah, yeah. we're stretching a little bit. some games where he comes out. <laughs> Knicks fans don't think that there's a resurgence of, of Alfred yeah. Payton. Uh, and then obviously like Julius Randle, Reggie Bullock. Remember he was like completely out last year with some crazy stuff. Taj Gibson yeah. played some solid minutes for them. Just all these guys kind of reemerged with this team. Uh, Even Taj Gibson played 21 minutes tonight, which is pretty funny. He plays a lot. Like every time, every time I watch the Knicks play, he's playing Haslam and Taj Gibson still, still <laughs> making still going. plays, still going, man, still making it happen. So yeah, there you go with that. Uh, moving on to a game that may have mattered less than that, one, <laughs> that okay. one, the Orlando magic and the Atlanta Hawks, the Hawks get the win Orlando magic. Uh, the only thing that I saw that was notable in this game was your old friend, RJ Hampton, 18 points, yeah. eight boards, five assists off the bench for him. 
Yeah, he, I like him a lot, man. I think people will grow to like him in years to come. And these are really great minutes for him. The fact that he's gotten to be on a team that's going to like rely on him that much, 32 minutes tonight. But this game wasn't close from the from the jump. 29-16 at the end of the first quarter. I think the Magic were down 20, 20 points at, at the half. So this was a little bit of a laugher. But here's my question to you, Nick. The Hawks have a 10-game home winning streak. They have the best record in the Eastern Conference since Nate McMillan took over. I feel like we keep talking about – it is true. Isn't that crazy? 26 and 11, I think, over that span. We keep talking about this as, you know, the Nets and the 76ers and the Bucks, and then maybe Miami comes and sneaks in. But Atlanta, for half the season now, has been the best team in the East. Is this – should they be taken a little bit more seriously how potent they are as three-point shooting and as a scoring team? Man, you you just – you look at the team, and the first thing you think of is how far can Trey Young take them? Right. We haven't seen Trey Young in a playoff playoff series yet. We haven't seen them in a, in a series where Trey Young is you know schemed right. against. Yeah. And so, how far exactly can he take them? What it, What does that mean if they're going to play Miami in the first round? Probably that one, will. Ooh, that one. That one's really interesting. If they're going to play the Knicks in the first round, mm. then maybe you're starting to talk yeah. about the Hawks that could they could win a series. But that Miami team will be so tough against that Hawks team because they're experienced. They've been there before, yeah. and I think they could they have the coach that could scheme against. Trey Young enough, but we'll see. I'm I'm fascinated to see what Trey Young does in the playoff series. I, I think the key to their team, honestly, is Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's really gotten a, an increase in role over the last couple of weeks. He goes four seven tonight, team high twenty seven points, um, was a plus twenty three. I, him and Trey Young are like a really interesting backcourt, and I, I don't know. I just feel like the pieces are coming together for the the Hawks right now, and they're in the perfect spot. I nobody's talking about them. But they can score on anybody. And I just Miami, maybe not anybody. Miami will probably put that to the test. But right now they're just they seem like the perfect spot where nobody really believes in them, but they're actually sneaky good and they might have home court. Uh friend of the show and I, I guess of the entire network, David Locke called me the other day and was like, Hey, do you know that in the top ten duos that are the most efficient in pick and rolls, there's only two ball handlers that show up twice. And Trey and Luca was uh, up there like four times, and then Trey yeah. Young with both John Collins and wow. Danilo Gallinari was the other pairing with him. Picking uh, pops, then I assume with with Gallo, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, it counts all those. But yeah, that, just how efficient they can be. They have so many. It would, what it made me think of is they have so many options, right? They have Trey yeah. Young and Bogdanovich can beat you from the perimeter. Capella and John Capella, Collins rolling. Yeah. You have the popping of Gallinari, and then also of Collins too. So they just have so many different options on offense. It's can they defend? What you know? Who's going to be out there when it matters? And that one's going to be really interesting. I think they're good. I'm calling the Hawks. They're my sneaky good team. They might lose in the first round, but they're they're just better than people think. They're better than people think. I like that. All right, coming up, let's get into some more of these games. We'll break them all down, talk with Adam more about the Nuggets. And we got to get into Portland Phoenix was just an absolute mm. barn burner. Is that, is that the, the, the words I want to call it? But it was absolutely <laughs> wild down the stretch. We have to break it down. So many implications. And like you said, ripple effects. We'll get into that coming up. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing. The NBA playoffs are coming. So much stuff. You can put some money down. WNBA starts today. So many different lines you can put down some money right now. If you'd like to use that promo code locked on, get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. They're even doing lines right now for the beginning of the WNBA season, Friday, if you guys are listening to this. Indiana Fever, three-point underdog to the New York Liberty. Sabrina Ionescu coming back for that one. Uh, my Dallas Wings, a five-and-a-half-point underdog to the L.A. Sparks. That one's kind of an interesting one. And then they also have the uh, they also have the title odds for WNBA as well. Seattle Storm, plus 225. Mystics, plus 325. Lots of great stuff. You can put some money down. Again, use that promo code LOCKDOWN. Get a 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. 
All right, Adam, let's get through a couple more of these games before we get to the game of the night. Sacramento versus the Memphis Grizzlies. 116 to 110 win for the Memphis Grizzlies. Sacramento Kings had almost no one. <laughs> no Fox, right. no no yeah. Harrison Barnes, no Halliburton. Sean Holmes left in the middle of the game. But if you listen to Matt George, host of Locked on Kings, you would have thought that they would have won this game because of the effort they put in. Some guy <laughs> named Justin James, 31 points off the bench. <laughs> Great game for him. They are, uh, you know, it was a good Good game for them, but the Grizzlies were able to overcome, got yeah. the win. Not a lot of stakes in this one, but it was uh, good to see the Kings, I guess, put some effort into the end of the season. Yeah, and it was the opposite for the Grizzlies. Sluggish, you know, first half, but then they're just the better team and turned it on. And they're also the more desperate team. Um, actually, I shouldn't say that. The Kings, this loss actually eliminates them for, <laughs> from the playoffs. This the Spurs, you know, probably were going to get it anyway, but this one, a, a play-in, um, a pre-play-in Warriors versus Memphis, the last day of the season on Sunday, they match up, and that might be for the eight seed, meaning if you get that one, you only have to win one out of two games to get into the playoffs. If you lose that game on Sunday, whichever team loses that one will have to win two games in the play-in to get in. So that we have a pre-play-in Huge. lined up, which is yeah, going right, to be pretty cool. Right. It's just like that. What was that Denver-Memphis game a couple years ago where it was it's essentially a play-in for the playoffs? That was Minnesota. No, uh, yeah, Minnesota, it was Minnesota. Right, right, yeah. yeah, and that game went to overtime too. It was an all timer, yeah. so it, we might be shaping up for the exact same thing. Yeah, that game on Sunday could be absolutely wild. So, uh, Toronto versus Chicago. The Chicago Bulls have some life still. They're still not completely fully eliminated. They own the tiebreaker against the Wizards, and so they're two games back. Oh wow! They they still have some life here, and. The opposite can be said about Toronto. There is no life. Yeah. They, they have flatlined. This is the this is the lineup they threw out there. These are the starters. Kem Birch, Malachi yeah. Flynn, Stanley Johnson, Ooh. Utah Wananabe, and uh-huh. Jalen Harris. Yeah, that's tough. That's rough. <laughs> that's, their, that's their starting lineup they started. Uh, wow. Dallas Mavericks play them tonight. I'm very excited about that game. So, <laughs> um, I didn't realize <laughs> you just informed me that the Chicago Bulls still have life because I thought they were dead. So that was you. You informed me about something. Just barely, just barely yeah. holding on to life. Uh, they could if if the Wizards win any of their last two games, I guess then they then they're completely out. So uh, they have a tough schedule too. The Wizards do, so I guess there's what, there's, there's a chance. What a weird Chicago se- like season. I did not yeah. expect them to be completely out of the play in. Especially you add two more spots to the postseason and they're not even in it. Levine having to miss. I think he missed eleven games there over the you know that, that about a mu- less than a month ago. Worst worst possible timing. It's, you almost wonder what would have been. They would they would have been a fun replacement for maybe say the Pacers who. It just me personally probably would have rather seen them in the plan, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers and Miami Heat. The Sixers lose. The Miami Heat get another win here. And the story of the game, Udonis Haslam goes in there. He's 40 years old. This may be his last game of his career. He goes in and he gets ejected in less than three minutes. He scores two buckets. Oh, and, uh, yeah, just a, just a great showing from him, I guess, to rile up his team and to do what he does on that uh, and get ejected. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what he's honestly. That's what he's there for. And I have this. It was so great. So if you saw it, there was a little bit of a back and forth. I think Dwight Howard rolls up on on Ariza, kind of rolls his ankle a little bit. Ariza had to come out. It was not a dirty play, but you know, Howard is a goon. Like he goes in there and he just goons up the game. And especially, you forgot you buried the lead here. Miami smacked the heck out of Philadelphia tonight. They beat them down. Really they treated did. them like the the little brother, which is meaningful because there's a great chance these two teams line up uh, against each other in the second round of the playoffs. And this was a punking. Miami punked them. But, you know, you get that little bit, okay, Dwight's going to try to goon up the game. Philadelphia, the game's getting out of hand. You send in Udonis Haslam. He's the enforcer. He's the, hey, make sure 
make sure that those guys over there know that they can't get away with any of this tomfoolery. And that's exactly what happened. And here's a great two great quotes I have to read to you. Yes. After the game, Jimmy Butler said, nobody intimidates us, which I love it. It's true. Fact. <laughs> that was that was true. Straight. And then Spolstra on Haslam's ejection, he says, that's my favorite moment of the season so far. No, Just on. excessive <laughs> passion, competitiveness, and anger. Just love it. And that's why we roll with UD. Everybody in the locker room just has great respect and love for him. Was that <laughs> – what a comment. His favorite moment of the season was what him getting that, ejected. Does that say more about his love for Udonis Haslam or their season so far? Man, I, I'll tell you what. I What I think it says is <laughs> Philadelphia earned a one seed. It's funny. You look at this. You go, Utah has a one seed. You know, Phoenix number two. You got Phil, a Philadelphia one seed. The teams they're going to match up with have no fear for them. Just no, no fear. And, and it's going to make for a great, great playoff run. Oh, it's going to be absolutely great. And B, by the way, nine shots in this game, only played 25 minutes. So, Wait, I, oh, he played tonight? Yeah. I, I, man, he should have rested. Six he points. essentially did. Six points tonight. Wow. Two rebounds. I can't believe what, what is Two he doing rebounds. For, what's he doing for 25 minutes? I'm going to be perfectly honest. Didn't watch this game. What's he doing for 25 minutes that he only got two rebounds? I guess it's it's tough to go up against Adebayo and he, who he has by five inches and 50 pounds and Dwayne Dedman. Wow. Crazy. Wild. Guess, My Udonis center Haslam never. Did, did his work. Udonis Haslam, the Embiid stopper. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Got in his head. All right, let's move on to Denver and the Minnesota Tim- the Minnesota Tryhards. Can we call them, can we call them that? Man, they did try hard tonight. Um, this was a weird one because, you know, Denver's in the same boat as the Clippers where do they want to win? Do they not want to win? I mean, it, D- Denver rested Michael Porter tonight, so that would indicate that you know, this game wasn't of extreme importance to Denver, but I think Jokic takes matchups with Carl Anthony Towns, not personally. I don't think there's any bad blood, but you know, it's just measuring stick games. And it was at one point, Carl Anthony Towns, you know, widely considered better than Jokic. Obviously that, that has kind of turned, but tonight Jokic with a starting lineup that featured JaVale McGee, by the way. So Jokic played power forward for the first time all year. Facundo Composito. He's got to be on the All-NBA. They got to give him a reason to put him on All-NBA at forward. It's literally the first time he's played power forward all year. So technically, (laughs) yeah, now now he made it uh, honest. Um, But yeah, JaVale McGee, Aaron Gordon, Facundo Composito, Austin Rivers. Not a reliable three-point shooter in the bunch. But somehow Denver goes out, puts up 114 points. Jokic gets 31-14-4. Wild. Wild. There you the go. The Nuggets just and then, keep trying to see how many games the Nuggets can win when they give Jokic like fewer and fewer guys every single night and they just keep winning. How many can we take away? How many of this Jenga tower can we take away before it just completely falls? Yeah. Uh Denver and Denver and Portland, that game coming up is has some big stakes, I think. It does. And it's funny because Denver might be in position at the the last game of the season. They play on Sunday, Portland and Denver do. And Denver might be in position where if you win that one. You send the Lakers to the sixth seed, and then the Lakers will match up with the uh, Clippers in the first round. But if you lose that one, you send the Lakers to the play-in, and then they have to earn their way into the playoffs. So Denver, I think Denver's going to be in a position where they can kind of pick their matchup and pick how they want the West standings to to sort of fall. Yeah, it's shaping abs- up that way. Absolutely wild that last day Sunday for in the NBA. All right, let's move on to the last game in the association. The Phoenix Suns eke out a win somehow, oh, 118 to 117 against the Portland Trailblazers. And this one, there's so many things to break down at the end of this game. The first half, just tough shots. It felt like a playoff game the entire game. I mean, you just feel tense. I mean, for the Mavericks, this this game mattered. And so I'm I'm sitting there watching it. If if 
Portland loses, then the Mavericks just have to win their last two games and they get fifth. And so I'm like, all right, come on, Phoenix. Come on, Phoenix. And I'm just holding tight because there are stakes in this game. CJ McCollum was next level. He had 20 points in the first half. Booker, 12 points through three quarters and did not add too many more to that. He was just completely off in this game. Until those shaky last couple of free throws down there. the stretch, very shaky from Devin Booker down the stretch. He, he, this is a game he wants back, even though they won, he probably still wants yeah. this game back. Yeah, Tory Craig was kind of the, the little spark there. He had 10 points at the end of the third, gave Phoenix a 10 point lead. Portland comes all the way back with Dame time, just like they do, and started to get it back. His tie game with about four minutes left. Dario Sarge goes to the line twice and misses three of his four free throws late in this game that probably could have iced it at certain points there. And then the final play was a Devin Booker. No, man, like you, the, you skipped a part. You skipped a crazy part because you're right. Sarich misses these free throws. Then you come down and uh, and Covington gets a chance, and he misses free throws. Yes, right. This right. was a free throw brick fest down the stretch in the clutch that could have put the game away or, or, or taken the lead from both sides. It was wild. It's crazy how in, in some of these games, these playoff games, the ones that matter, that come down to the end, these two teams that are, you know, diametrically opposed foes, just perfectly aligned almost, just shot for shot, tough shot for sh- tough shot. It comes down to your Sarichs, your Covingtons, yeah. you know, the Iguodala for the Warriors. It just comes down to some yeah. of those guys, the Robert Ories of the world, that they have to just make shots. And if they can't, then that's the difference between, you know, greatness and winning a playoff series and then not winning. And I think not to be unfair to, to Phoenix, who's had a fantastic season, they pulled this one out. But, you know, I think that's one of the reasons people look at Phoenix and say, as good as they are, Andre Iguodala, who you referenced, was a veteran when he was with the war. You kind of knew he was mm-hmm. battle tested. We're going to make him. The guys that you're talking about there, Dario Saric, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're talking Crowder's about one of them. He's the only one, though. I mean, him yeah. and Chris Paul are the only veterans. The rest of the guys you're talking on their campaign, Bridges. you know, Kaminsky Bridges, they're great players. But have they ever been there? And you watch a game like tonight and you see guys missing free throws. You see Devin Booker dribbling off his foot and missing open jumpers and everything else down the stretch. And you get it like, oh, yeah, these guys haven't been in that situation before. No, and you look over at at Portland, and you kind of have Norman Powell. He's been, you know, he's been yeah, in the finals. In Covington, there. he's been in some pretty big games. You have Dame yeah. and CJ. You're not worried about them. Nurkic, they the the Suns didn't have DeAndre Ayton, and so they right. were guarding him with Saric and Kaminsky yeah. at times, and just Nurkic three of seven from the floor. Like you need a little bit more from a guy like that, especially if they're going to play small against yeah. him. Only eight boards for him in this game. So um, uh, the the last couple of plays though are the ones that were really going to stand out and have the what are, do I have it here? Oh, do I have the, conspir- <laughs> the conspiracy theory music? Do you have conspiracy theory music? It's too perfect. There it is. There's, oh, it's too perfect. There's the conspiracy theory music because uh, what Devin, Devin Booker, uh-huh. sp- Devin Booker spins, and okay. Carmelo Anthony's in front of him, and he puts his hand back on the ball. They call it. They call it a double dribble, and so it's all of a sudden, a couple seconds left. It looks like, it looks like Portland is going to get another shot, and they're going to win. And then all, all right. of a sudden, you go back down. There's about what was it? The four seconds left yeah. after the timeout. Devin Booker gets the ball. He just completely falls to his right. And Norman Powell walks up through, like right next to him, kind of puts his arm out. They call a foul on the floor. Terry yeah. Stotts, Terry Stotts challenges Instant it. review. 0.9 Instant. seconds. Instant review. Nothing left to, to do. They review it, and they they call it a foul. on. They call it a foul. Booker goes to the line, hits two free throws, and wins it. A wild, a wild sequence that now has so many stakes, like you said. If Phoenix yeah. – if, if Portland had won this game, then – then the Mavericks would potentially move to six, and then there's still hope 
Well, I guess then there's less hope for the Lakers, who kind of still have some hope now. Right. And yep. on the Phoenix side, Jazz would have clinched or gotten really close to clinching the number one seed. Like, there's just so many ripple effects off this game yep. and off that one foul that they call. Yeah. And it's crazy because I want to know, did you think it was a foul when you saw? I mean, we didn't get a great slow motion replay, but we got a couple at different angles of it. Did you feel like? I didn't. I didn't think it was. If, and if anything, it was on the floor because he he kind of – it was sort mm. of like one of those reach-in where he's like yeah. going with his body. And I just didn't think it was enough of a foul. Not enough, enough of a foul, of a foul is the right way to put it because that's how I feel. Like if yeah. the last two-minute report will come out tomorrow and it will probably confirm that it was a foul. But, I mean, it didn't affect the shot. That's not why he missed. I mean, there was – a he had a little bit of a <laughs> hand that grazed the elbow before the gather or whatever, but – it was just so soft, and it was one of those things where if they didn't call a foul and maybe you could challenge that, I don't think they would have called it. You know, They would have changed it to call it a foul, but they called this one, and it absolutely determined the outcome of the game, and it probably determined the outcome of the Western Conference standings 5, 6, and 7, the 5, 6, and 7 seeds. Pretty crazy. Yeah, because, because now the Phoenix Suns are game back from Utah. Now Utah has to kind of wake up. Like yeah, Utah they gotta, yep. win some games now because all of a sudden your one seed is at stake. Then they move ahead. They move two games ahead of the Clippers, uh, or they stay two game two games ahead of the Clippers. That one matters. Portland now all of a sudden, uh, the Mavericks have a situation where they win both their last two games. They get fifth, and so and the Mavericks' last two games, by the way, are Toronto, who we just talked about their lineup, and Minnesota, yeah. and so that's mm, probably going to be a win there. So the the Portland the Portland fifth seed you know uh, route is really really not great. <laughs> it's not, yeah. necessarily, not necessarily going to happen, and then all of a sudden. Now Lakers have a little bit more life. So Dallas hasn't been great against bad teams this year, but at the same time, Minnesota, it's the last game of the year. Minnesota has been fighting, you know, it doesn't make sense for them to keep winning, but they have been, I I do think they're going to put forth an effort that final Sunday, Toronto tonight. You mentioned that they're, they're not really, do you have any concern watching that Mavs team that they will get it done against those two teams? Not against Toronto. That team is just not. Yeah. But, but that Minnesota team, that's a team that, yeah, the, the Mavericks struggle against athletes like that. And Anthony yeah. Edwards and uh, the shooting of Towns and that. Oh, yeah, definitely definitely worry. Like, mm. this, this, there's no sure thing with this Mavericks team. They're really, they, they really do get up for certain games, though. They get up for yeah. certain matchups. And if they know they have to win, hopefully they'll get up for it and actually try and go yeah. win. <laughs> Anthony Edwards, you mentioned him, by the way, he had 18 points in the third quarter tonight. He was just, he was really Man. good. I mean, he's the, the difference between him and the start of the season and, and at the end of the season is, is really big. He was, he was so great that Michael Malone of the post game shouted him out, out and provoked. He just was like, Hey, I, Anthony yeah. Edwards, really impressive young player. Um, so he, he's good, man. There you go. All right. Those are the games tonight coming up. We're going to get into a power, power ranking. Of the best storylines that Adam Mar has loved in this season. We'll get into that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and they're pretty good for you. If you've listened to this network at all, this show, a team-specific show, anything, you know how much we love Built Bar, and you hear people rave about them. That's because we got them all for free, and now we ordered them ourselves. They probably made more money off of us <laughs> as the host just reordering them. That's how good they are. They're absolutely delicious. The best flavors available right now, mint brownie, double chocolate, the peanut butter brownie is pretty good. Raspberry, cherry, if you like that, a little bit of a fruit taste to it. Uh, and just about 120, 150 calories, about four or five grams of sugar each. 
and uh, 15 to 17 grams of protein in each bar. They're absolutely great for you. You can go and you can eat one as kind of a tied over from meal to meal. If you don't want to snack and sit there, I know I just snack all day. And so I need something that's going to tide me over a little bit. And that's Built Bar. Go use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order. Use that promo code LOCKED15 off your next order. Not your first, your next at BuiltBar.com. All right, Adam, the best storylines of 2021, your power rankings. Power rankings. These are purely subjective, uh, essentially meaningless. As always, right? Power rankings are always subjective. Always subjective, always meaningless, and they are my (laughs) rankings. These are 100% just me and what I think. So if you disagree, do so in silence. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So number five, I've enjoyed Steph Curry this season. I've always, I, I missed him. You know, they've been a little bit out of the spotlight, this or that. But Steph Curry with the fool's errand of trying to carry this god-awful Golden State Oof. team to the, to the playoffs. And it's just like you can make the case that this has been his best season, you know, individually. Um, it's, a, it's a tough case to make because he's had obviously some incredible, insane, great shooting uh, performances. But the last month as he's tried to drag this team across the, the finish line, I just – there were so many questions about whether or not he could carry a team. He could do this when they, when he plays that Warriors team is like a top five team out West. And it's just been fun. It's been fun to watch Steph do it again. Curry's going to win the scoring title this year. Probably last time he won the scoring title, 2016. Think about wow. all the stuff that's happened since then, right? That 72 win team, yeah. they go and they lose in the finals and then Durant comes and the man, LeBron goes to LA. Like there's just so many things that have happened since then. And so, how can you how can you disagree with Curry? Yeah, incredible yeah. stretch there for a month or so, and it's great. I get that. Are you? A, I think he's the most fun player in the NBA, and I get that there's haters and there's different things like this. Like I'm by no means a Warriors fan. You know, the, there, there's nothing. I have no connection to that team, but I just think like if you get to watch one basketball game, Steph Curry is probably the guy. You're like, I'm just going to watch him, man. He's too fun. He's pure adrenaline. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just just mm-hmm. to see him come around a screen. And to throw up a shot where you're like, did he even put his feet down on the ground? Like, he just kind of yeah. threw that up with his feet, like still like behind him with with dust, like as a cartoon character. And he just throws it up and they go in. It's wild. So fun. My number four favorite thing about this season, the rise of the new class of NBA stars. We're in a little bit of a transitional period. I mean, it's still LeBron's league, the reigning champion. You still have the Kevin Durant's of the world, even Steph. You know, those guys, they haven't gone away. But the new you you wonder about like who's going to be the face of the league when LeBron's gone and is the league going to suffer this or that? But you get Lamelo Ball, you get uh, Tyrese Halliburton this year, you get Anthony Edwards. Those three rookies have been great. You get a second year from Zion Williamson that has lived up to the hype, yeah. and then you got guys like Michael Porter Jr., Luka Doncic that are you know for Michael Porter kind of coming into his own for Luka Doncic, Trey Young establishing themselves as like guys that can carry even flawed rosters especially in dallas's case um you know to a top five seed what's that i appreciate the shot thank you yeah it's like a backhanded compliment right like look how good (laughs) luke is he carry this group of scrubs to a (laughs) look how good they are for how bad they are exactly so i just this was the year where i look at it and i go there's a lot of really good young players that are the next wave that i i just the league's in good hands. I don't know if any of those guys are going to have the star power of a LeBron James, but maybe, you know, maybe Zion or Luca or one of these guys does, but they're, they're certainly talented enough to, if, if they can get the star part of it down. Oh yeah. Love it. How you included Luca. How could I not love this? Being, maybe you <laughs> didn't put it high enough in your power rankings, but yeah, Luca jumping up into that class. We have Trey young now trying to prove himself in the playoffs. You have, 
Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of really good storylines. All three of those rookies you mentioned, no summer league, no introduction right. to the league, really. Just thrown in this weird season, no fans at the beginning, and just all this kind of stuff. And they've somehow made their way through. So hopefully we'll get to see him in a summer league. That'd be great to see. Anthony Edwards is going to destroy a summer league now, right? Man, he might be too good already for a summer <laughs> right? league. I'm telling you, his growth is – people People are sleeping on him a little bit. I know he's like – people like him, but he was a rookie at the start of the year. He's not a rookie anymore. He's really – his game has really matured. It slowed down for him. He's going to be a problem. Giving him 20 shots a game. Seemed like it worked. Yeah. <laughs> seemed like it worked to get him those reps. Also, one of the best quotes in the NBA. Just yeah. every night, it seems like, the A-Rod quote where he didn't know who A-Rod was. He might be the best quote in the NBA, actually. I mean, Ooh. I don't know if I've ever had a rookie that was the number one quote, but it might be him. It might be. I'd be I like, don't know who's challenging him, to be honest with you. Like, if you just think about, like, funny and charismatic quotes, he might be number one. Draymond's pretty be- good. It used to be Joel Embiid's Instagram. That That's true. Be, that used to be the best quote in the NBA. Embiid's pretty good too, yeah. Um, number three on my list, the surprise teams, the Knicks, the Hawks, the Suns, the Jazz. What do they all have in common? They're all going to have home court advantage. Well, maybe not the Hawks. The Hawks are in the TBD, They're, but they might all have home court advantage. If you would have said that at the start of you know this season – Utah, maybe people would have picked to have it, but certainly not Phoenix, certainly not Atlanta, um, and the Knicks, no way. So um, the, the fact that these surprise teams, and in many cases, you talk about Phoenix, you talk about Atlanta, and you talk about the Knicks, those are young teams, young surprising teams. I just, I like that we have, not that I'm rooting against, you know, necessarily the Celtics and Lakers and some of the big names that everybody was expecting, but the fact that those guys are down in the loser's bracket. Uh, heading into the playoffs, and you have all these new surprise teams in there. That, that's been really cool. Yeah, the Atlanta Hawks are one that really sticks out to me. The The, the Mavericks and the Hawks have had similar kind of trajectories here this season uh-huh. because uh, at one point in February, the, the Hawks were 14-20. and 20. And, and we were wow. looking at them like, ah, oh, they didn't take a step forward. They spent all this money in the offseason. It didn't work. And now they've just, I mean, exploded now. They're, what are they, 40-31, and 31, nine yeah. games over 500. So that's a great story. Can't, yeah. can't deny that one. Yeah. Number two. Oh, go ahead. We talk about the jazz enough on this network. It's okay. It's so true. We don't really have to mention. I just threw them in there just to try to earn brownie points. You guys on this podcast probably heard about them all all day yesterday. They're actually the worst part of the season. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Number two has been the play-in games, creating Mm. drama. We talked about this last week. We talked about it again tonight. Every night there's like six games that are must-watch right now, and it's all because of the play-in. This is, I'm telling you, I can't stand the fact that this is a controversy. The play-in is a wild success. It, it has to be because I wouldn't care. I mean, about the Chicago Bulls versus what was the, what was the game earlier tonight? The Bulls versus the Raptors right. has, has some stakes, even though it probably shouldn't have, but it does. And then, you know, the Hawks against the Magic, they have some stake. And usually it would be, all right, which, who are you facing? Like, who are right. you going up against? Are you you're trying to rest guys so that we don't have to play this team and can play this team and right. sort of trying to pick your own opponent just by this? But to add tears to it, to all of a sudden have, all right, you have the real playoff teams and then you have the faux playoff teams. That that has added some real – there's an upper echelon now. It's not yeah. – my, my co-host on Lockdown Maps, Isaac, hates it because he's like, well, you just now – everybody gets to into the play-in. Like, everybody gets into the playoffs in some way. Right. But what you've really done is you've taken those four teams in the middle and actually kind of pushed them down, and the yes. upper echelon has now added this new incentive. There is – it is true, though. There is, like, playoff teams, and then there's play-in teams that are not yeah. playoff teams. Like – it's a badge of shame if you, you know, <laughs> well, if the Lakers the hate it. Team. The Mavs hate it. The Cuban and Luca were coming out against it. 
so it's cool. It has created this certain like little tier thing where you're competing for, hey, we're a playoff team, a top six team, meaning we're not, we're not a play-in team, we're a playoff team. And I, yeah, there's, I don't know how you could complain about it, man. I really if don't. If you're in it, if you're in it. The only people that have complained about yeah. it is if you're in it, right? LeBron, Luca, Cuba, of course. in it. Of course. <laughs> that's, that's it. The number one, you could probably guess it. The number one storyline. Mm. This is me. I told you it's subjective. It doesn't have to be yours. <laughs> You're soon to be named MVP. What a story. The 41st pick in the 2014 draft. Nobody saw it coming other than Kobe Bryant, who predicted it actually uh, two years ago. But wow. nobody else saw it coming other than Kobe Bryant. Nikola Jokic, the MVP, the most unlikely MVP, probably in the history of the NBA. And he's just had an incredible uh, season carrying this Nuggets team across the finish line after Jamal Murray went out. Jamal Murray went out. Their record got better somehow yeah. down this stretch. Doesn't make any sense. Um, he's just been fantastic, and his ascension um, to this stage has been really cool, even though it's created some of the dumbest talking points in sports media history and, and dumb controversies <laughs> and arguments. It, it's been it's It's still, to me, a really great story because nobody saw it coming, and it just shows you that, you know, <laughs> there's still mystery in the NBA. The, the dumber the talking points get from the usual suspects, we don't have to name them on the sure. show, but uh, the dumber it gets, the more unassailable the story is, right? You're like, oh, this is such a great story. How could anyone be against it? And now all of a sudden you have to try and fabricate something or create something or come up with something to create controversy. This, Jokic, how could you not love Jokic? How could you not love what he's doing right now? <laughs> a lot are of you people da- don't. You, a lot of are people you da- don't. Are you down with the Big Honey nickname? Are you, are you, you know what? I'm, the only reason I'm not because I think it's like the best nickname. That's like su- such a perfect one. But Jokic hates it, so it's one of those oh, ones. Where it's oh, like, yeah, it's like he he insists on not being called it. But I That's wish like, he I wish he liked it because it is a great name. It's great. It, uh, Porzingis hates the nickname Zinger, and so really? he asked, yeah, and so follow all the Mavs broadcaster asked him what he likes to be called, and he said he likes to be called Chris. And so every once in a while, follow will call him Chris, and it makes me, it makes me like. Do a double take every once in a while. Like, Chris. If you said Chris had a big game tonight, I I would go through like 30 guesses before I got to Porzingis. Yeah, Chris Chris Mullen. Chris Copeland. Yeah, exactly. Chris Copeland shouts to see you. That's a, it's a great story. It's it's gonna be absolutely awesome. He's maybe what the fiftieth best MVP ever, right? Should we should we put his hundred and fiftieth? Is he something like that? Yeah. Oh, oh man! There you it's go. Cool. Great power ranking. Any other follow ups on that one? I thought that, that was, thought it was a great power ranking. I have no. I I helped add, so I'm gonna. It was <laughs> a weird season, it. man. Like it, it, you know, it's it was obviously the the COVID year. Fans just now starting to come back. It, it feels like the last of these like makeup seasons. I hope the last one, and Absolutely. you know, it largely like negative storylines and some, some sad ones. But you know, there are still some good things that happened, and um, wanted to highlight those. Yeah, I think I think another good story would be going to double the amount of fans that can come to playoff games. I think they're getting to nine thousand, which is uh, the Mavericks would call that a, a, a sellout. But nine thousand <laughs> fans going, going into the, going into playoffs games, I think that's going to be absolutely great. So yeah. there you go. You can follow Adam. You can follow me. Links in the description of this podcast, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. Boom. <laughs>